it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Aries Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. This O oh Steve comes to us from Kevin Mishu. Uh okay. So Andy and uh so Andy, I know you're engaged to be married to Tara. So hypothetically, would you still say yes to her if one night you and Tara are making love and you're putting in that work? You're giving Tara the business, he writes in Cap's business. You're giving her that Hebrew national girthy hot dog. <laughs> oh, man. Those you're, are the ones from Costco. Right. Uh, <laughs> you're pumping and thrusting, and she has her arms wrapped around the top part of your back and neck. Sweat is literally dripping from your salt and pepper Jew beard fro on top of Tara's forehead. And right before she climaxed, you whisper to Tara's ear, whose is it, baby? As Tara digs her nails in your back, she cries, Oh, Steve. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good one. That's a fucking... Steve, play the fucking music. I can't remember if... if Kevin did one before and he wrote at the end. Oh, oh, okay. That's my old Steve. Hopefully that pops you and Andy for a laugh, which it did. I love this fucking podcast. Peace out. Kevin, I can't remember if you sent one in before. If, and I think if you did and I read it, you missed the mark. Uh, and we told you what you needed to do to be more in tune. And you and if, and if this is the case, you you made up for it. Yeah, that was a good. One. You, you made that up. That might have been one of the best ones. That's out of all of them, like right. from the history of this, even right. from the beginning. That one is really good, and I would only keep fucking her if uh, they played the music. Hilarious! Why are you fucking at the boom 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 boom? <laughs> Hilarious! I'm telling y'all, it's upon us. It's upon us. All right. Uh, oh, this is from Publis Rosa. Publis. Publis. Sounds like one of my 300 characters. Send a war. Where is Publis? All right. Uh, you people. I like the movie. Found it funny. I think if Lauren London character was kind of analytical or geeky, then this could have been uh, sur subversive. 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 I felt the writing was great. I have never heard Farrakhan even mentioned in mainstream film. I had, a, I had a situation in my early, and this is where you fuck up, my <laughs> early 29s, as opposed to your late 29s. What the fuck is early 20s? I think they meant to say early 20s, but she goes, pubilist. I don't even know if this is a man or woman, but my early 29s. What is that? Um, $10, a lot of money. I had a friend uh, in Jewish, I had a friend, I had a friend is Jewish. Who is you? Goddamn. And a biochemist. This is speaking a little Hebrew. Is, this, is that what this is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I went to New Haven, Connecticut, where he grew up. His dad was a Jew and his mom not Jewish. Anyway, it was interesting, some of the conversation, because I am a self-made guy. His mom took a course to try to trigger me. He had, a pa uh, he had a picnic, and the mom made a point to spotlight the watermelon and made me feel unwelcome <laughs> even staying there. <laughs> To not make this note too long, I won't specify, but I think this film showed a D-actor level of what this conflict actually is. I would love to get you guys' opinion on how all of this media attention of Black struggle is working to alienate Black community further and other minorities from Black people. I live in Bushwick, and I can sense the envy from all sides. Then again, I'm a genius who gets high-grade pussy. While I'm still 
while I'm still paycheck to paycheck, I appreciate you guys. Oh yeah, if you guys are free speech, uh, if you guys are free speech advocates, but don't speak on Julian Assange, you are kind of like what Aries feels this film was. I don't even know who Julian Assange is. You don't know who he is? Who is that? He's the whistleblower that had all the documents that the United States was doing and uh, released them to certain media outlets. Yeah, that's political. And, and then he had to get he had to leave the country. And then there's still one. That's a uh, that that goes past free speech. Uh, and I, I'm not I, I'm uh, I'm not giving my opinion. I don't. I guess I might as well now. I, I I believe in a whistle in in being able to be a whistleblower to be, I, able, to be on, there's I, protections for whistleblowers. Only whistleblowers I like <laughs> is the bitches when my dick is the and they blow. There there I believe in the protection for whistleblowers, so that that's right. part of it. But yeah, you, you know that's a that's a more complicated issue. Uh, when we talk about free speech, um, and you put the political and you put in top secure uh, top. Uh, security issues in it as versus to me being at a comedy club, being able to speak openly at a room that was built for people to speak openly in that people paid to come in and listen to. Those are two different conversations about free speech. I would never put them in the same category. All right. I don't know. I didn't know who. So I just found out uh, if there are any women out there that want to blow my whistle, <laughs> uh, please write in to the podcast at Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail. Uh, yes. Um, Deidre Ann Johnson. Simply put, Tulsa King. Just started watching. Love it already. It's great, baby. Keep watching it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, all right. Uh, let me see. I want to make sure. Uh, no, I'm going to save that one for later. It seems lengthy. Uh, Montana Max. <clears throat> A&A, sup? Or Aries and Andy, what's up, rather? Uh, damn, you sound like a white kid who was acting black and your parents came in the room and you changed up. <laughs> A&A, yo, what's up? Or, or, or Aries and Andy, what's up, rather? <laughs> okay. Turn that goddamn MTV off. It's fucking changing your culture. That's what parents would have said back in the day to a white kid. To, no, they, MTV. they wouldn't have said MTV. They should turn that yo MTV raps off. There you go. Um, I'm just curious to know you guys' opinion on if Michael Jai White could really beat Bruce Lee. He said on Vlad TV that he could kick Bruce Lee's ass. To me personally, I don't believe he could kick Bruce Lee Roy's ass. Uh, just would like to know you guys' opinion. Peace. I know you're being funny with the Bruce Lee Roy a la The Last Dragon. He could absolutely whoop the shit out of Bruce Lee Roy. Uh, Michael Jai's a bad boy, but... <clears throat> Bruce is, 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 uh, he's the MJ of the Kung Fu, man. I, 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 you know, I, I, I would, and I know Mike Jai, uh, I would like to ask him what prompted him to feel that way. Uh, you know, but you know, competitors always feel like they can, no competitor ever downs himself against competition. They always feel that they could best their competition. So that's just coming from the mind of a, of a competitor. However, I would really like to ask him if I could, what made you say that? Because Bruce Lee is the da dada nigga. Uh, and I'm not, I don't ever claim to be the most knowledgeable in the way of martial arts, the world of martial arts. So maybe there's just some shit I don't know. Uh, but from the outside looking in, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you kick water's ass. Kick water, <laughs> just be water, my friend. Whatever you're in, become the container. Yeah. Would you? Are you? Would you? Seriously? Would you? Would you say that because it's Bruce Lee, or because you know there's something you know that I don't? Talking to me? Yes. No, I. I you know, there was a lot. Bruce Lee. There was a lot of people that were mad. When Bruce Lee was like considered the the martial arts master and was teaching the quite low, and so there was a lot of there was a lot of heat in that. And I was a big Bruce Lee fan as a kid. My dad got right. me into that. You know, when you think about these moments, man, I hadn't thought about this in years. But my dad would take us to the drive-in. 
<laughs> load us up with popcorn and coke and just tell us to shut up and we'd just be there. <laughs> I love the brutality of that. <laughs> yeah. just shut up. up. Shut up. I, I, we're at the movies. Be quiet. You know, you had that one speaker hanging on the door. Right. And we'd watch these Bruce Lee movies. And, you know, there were long movies with, you know, a lot of them were, were dubbed. Right. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm a kid. So, like, the action will keep me interested. But right. I'm not you got to read. Yeah. I'm not going to be interested in all the other little side shit going on. So, it, it was tar- It was hard to be quiet. But, I, you know, I would. God, I, you I, just dated yourself. This yeah. thing is a drive-in. Yeah. I'd love, I, I would love, just, I still love drive-ins. Uh, we, we just lost, Phoenix lost the last one I think it had. Damn. It was kind of cool. Uh, a few years ago. Um, but I, I, I just, he was the guy. So, you know, you'd read all these people that had these irritations and these aggravations towards them. And these guys were better. And this guy was better. And this discipline was, he was good at, but he wasn't good at this discipline. Uh, bottom line is if everybody has to come out against you, you must be doing something pretty good. Uh, and everything that I read, and then when I when you go on YouTube now and you watch the matches that he had, right. this dude was fucking incredible, man. Yeah. So, uh, folks, if you haven't seen it, I always will recommend Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Uh, great watch, great man food watch. Um, why don't you get one of your own? She is one of my own. <laughs> teach the I just like saying Kwai Low, nigga. That's a good don't one. teach the Kwai Low to white man. Um, do you think if they would have said it the way you just said it though, it Quilo, would, no, the white man, no, the first part. Oh, she is one of my no. Which part? I'm not even gonna tell you. Everybody, everybody can yell it out. What I said, Quilo. Yeah, but you finished Quilo after that. You said something else. The white man don't teach the white man. She is one of my own. Quilo, and then you said N word. Don't teach the Quilo, nigga. See if that would have been said. <laughs> That's hilarious in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't teach the Quilo, nigga. <laughs> Different movie. Yes. Very different. <laughs> who taught you that? <laughs> Don't teach the quiet low nigga, but who taught you that? <laughs> That's hilarious, nigga. Oh, man. I'm telling you, spot. Yo, I think the next, the rest of this year going into next, is this going to get spicy? Because now Andy is, okay. God damn. All right. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Uh, Carlos Zaruza um, Killing County What up ANA I wanted to piggyback off Poncho Z's email About cops killing people Hulu released a three part docuseries Called Killing County You know about it? Yeah I sent uh, that to you Oh It's about how the Kern County Sheriff's Department And Bakersfield Police Department Are corrupt and kill innocent people And get away with it Time and time again It focuses on four killings of innocent people In a short stint on BPD officer who was an undercover and got corrupt. Colin Kaepernick is uh, attached to the project somehow. I think he produced it. I believe you guys should watch that documentary because it's probably, it'll probably make for a good podcast. You can even have the listeners watch it too for homework. I wanted to end by saying this. At the end of my emails, I always say, hope you guys come to Bakersfield. Well, after watching that documentary, I'm learning more towards, I understand if you never come to Bakersfield. I got a reason why I don't want to come back to Bakersfield. I'll tell you after this. Um, got to protect that fine, pure, 100% Bolivian yayo, LOL. Chichi, chichi, get the yayo. Uh, maybe my wife and I uh, will just make a, the drive to Fresno or Oxnard if you guys go to either of those cities. I did a gig one time in Bakersfield, and this is when, you know, you, you you eventually learn to trust the people that work with you or for you. Uh, my, you know, this is a job of an agent to protect you. Whenever you do a gig uh, with unfamiliar people, especially theater shows or, you know, on the road, they always ask for a deposit. And the deposit is just in case when you get there or somehow before you even get on a plane, if the promoters fuck you, uh, at least you get some money as opposed to nothing. So if they fuck you, you keep the deposit. And, you know, I was so, like, I like to get my money immediately, goddammit. When I perform, give me my motherfucking money. I don't like to wait. I feel like if I came there and I did my job, goddammit, when I leave, you pay me. And then this is one of the reasons why I hated doing colleges. Because colleges, you would go, 
and they mail you your check. So I fly in, I get on a plane, I do all that business, I perform, I get off stage, and leaving empty-handed just felt, it felt like I just, I, I was a female and had and did some sexual shit I, I shouldn't have did, and now I'm taking the walk of shame through the lobby at three in the morning. It just is an icky feeling to not get money after you've given a show. Um, but you know, the colleges ain't gonna fuck you. They, you just gotta wait a week or two before you get your money in the mail. So I used to be so pissed off at that. I told my agent, look, man, I don't give a fuck if it breaks protocol. I need to get my money. And I was so, you know, I didn't fuck around. So I do my show and I would make the colleges give me the envelope the same night with my check. So I was always about give me my money. And I just, I, this was a gig that I did outside my agent. Big red flag. Don't, don't ever do that because you don't know what you're doing and you're going to fuck this up and they're going to fuck you. If you get fucked, I can't protect you. So the dude said he was going to pay me 15 grand. He said, uh, I, I, and I said, hey man, I want you to pay me cash. And when I get there, I'm going to do the show and you're going to give me cash straight up after the show. And Bakersfield is about a three hour drive from my house. So I drove out there and dude gave me half. And I was like, well, where's the other half? He said, I promise you tomorrow, uh, when you know, before you leave, I'll come bring you the other half. So I did the show. He gave me half. The next day, this motherfucker shows up. Now, the dude who booked me looks like Urkel. I mean, Urkel from Family Matters. Geeky than a motherfucker. He brought who he said, air quotes, uh, was his family, his brother. And this nigga looked like Schwarzenegger on steroids. He, it wasn't his brother. These niggas looked nothing alike. It, it was, it's almost like saying uh, John C. Riley is kin to Chris Rock. These niggas looked nothing alike. This dude was the muscle. Because the dude goes, blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I don't have the second half. And if this dude wasn't with him, you could look and tell, even if you didn't know the situation, Aries will beat the shit out this nigga. This nigga weighed 0.2 pounds. And I'm me. And I'm, I'm me. So you could tell this dude was nervous. I would have whooped his ass. So he brought muscle with him to make sure I didn't whoop his ass. Because the dude he brought was brolic. I mean, like a lineman, nigga. So he basically fucked me out of the second half of the money. He brought the dude with him for protection in case I decided to wow out. Uh, and I had to drive back three hours with only half the money. So uh, Bakersfield, I, 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 I don't, not good memories. <laughs> I said all that to say that. I've never been to Bakersfield. Yeah. And you know, it'd be different if it was like an hour drive, but I drove three hours to this motherfucker. It's one hour away from damn near Vegas. So you had to, you had to drive three hours thinking about how you just got fucked. <laughs> got fucked. And if I'd have tried to snap on this little nigga, I was gonna get in a fight with a nigga who I probably couldn't have beat. So yeah. Sorry, Bakersfield. Um Okay. If only you knew karate. <laughs> a few years too quick. I'm trying to I'm trying to tie that back in. Quilo niggle. I don't know. <laughs> it lost its luster. All right. Uh, uh, Ulysses, is this Ulysses? How you say this? E U L I E S. Ulysses, Ulysses. No, no, Ulysses. You lies. Either it's either Ulysses or you lies. That also sounds Asian. You took my money. No, you lies. <laughs> I know take your money. You lies. See, yeah. Um, Buck Halter, we want to apologize to the Asian community uh, for all the uh, stereotypical <laughs> representation. Do we do? Uh, Uli's Buckhalter. I just want to hear you hear, hear y'all personal goats on these uh, particular people. Greatest of all time rapper. Biggie. I say Jay-Z would Nas be in a very close second. I'm only giving Biggie that because he didn't have the opportunity to finish his encyclopedia of, of, of music. And based on what you did see, it was immaculate. So that's that's why. Right. I got the cleanest, meanest, penis. You never seen this stroke of genius. Come on, man. 
Comedian. Richard Pryor. Mm, Dave Chappelle. But it's hard for me not to say Eddie Murphy. But Eddie, like you, Eddie only did two specials. So. But Eddie's choice to only do two specials. That's right. Yes. But I got to give that to Chappelle. Actor. <sighs> Fuck, that's a tough one. Go back. Uh, I say Denzel. Man, my I, I don't know, man. I, lo- I love actors, and there's so many good right. actors. Um, but you got to pick the GOAT to you. You got to go back. I, I'm, I'm trying to think, and I'm not going to name the one that I'm Two minutes later, I'm going to come up with someone else. So you want to move forward? Yeah, move we'll forward. Come I'll come back to that one. Uh, director. Steven Spielberg. I agree. I was going, you know, I was, I, when I read this, I was struggling between him and Scorsese. But I just went, it feels like the bulk of Scorsese's work is, of course, one mob job. shit. Yeah. Where Spielberg all is a gamut. Um, basketball player. Jordan. Come on, man. You, 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 you think, you, you, you know, you know Jordan. Football player. It's a tough one. And it's going to be tough for me because I'm not a football guy. Oh, I told you, when, I, when we flew back from Massachusetts, uh, I was sitting next to uh, Terrell Owens. Yeah. Nice guy. Very nice guy. You guys talk or just? Nah, he didn't really know who I was. I, it was funny. When he came on the plane, he had a mask on. And I was staring like at the eyes. And this nigga's height. He looked like Terrell Owens, but I wasn't sure. And at one point towards the end of the flight, he made a FaceTime call to his family when we landed and he took the mask off and I looked over and I was like, I fucking knew it. And I was like, hey, bro, uh, big fan. And he shook my hand and he was very cool. Nice. Um, football player. Who's your favorite? Well, listen, let, let me see if I can make it easy on you. And then I'm going to make it hard on you. If you're going by position, yeah, running back, I say Walter Payton. I, I would probably go Walter Payton because... That has a lot to do with history of my dad. Uh, he loved Peyton. I don't know why. He wasn't a Chicago fan, but he loved Peyton. If you go by wide receiver, I'd say Jerry Rice. Yeah, but that, that dates us, though, too, because they're going to say that there's better receivers now. But Jerry Do you Rice, think so? I, I'm saying that because I'm going, no. Did you see Jerry? Did you see Rice like after he retired like 10 years later, 15 years later? The dude still looks like he... There's something about people bodied right. and so no, I, I don't know. I, I think that you could you could definitely. I, I wouldn't argue that one. Quarterback, come on, kid. If fucking no, you can't you can't say Tom Brady isn't the goat of quarterbacks. You have to, but again, I, and, and let me just say again, I'm not a football lover, but to answer the question, goat Tom Brady. And this ain't even about position. I'm saying overall, Tom Brady. Joe Montana, you could put into there. You could Who really would fit. you put into there? I'll tell you my favorite quarterback is, but it was also because of the period of time in my life. And is he your GOAT? Ah, man, it's a tough one, man. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw is this this quarterback. He's your favorite? One he has to be one of my favorites only because. Uh, you know, but then Jim Plunkett was the only, you know, Hispanic Mexican football player that I, I have love for. But uh, Terry Bradshaw used to call, his, call, would call his own plays. Uh, it was a different time in the league when he was really, but he was, there was other issues with him. I don't know. I, just wins. You have to go with uh, you, you Tom, know, Brady. Tom, Tom Brady. Okay. Now you might like this one because um, it's about money. You know how you choose. <laughs> uh Goat of billionaires. It's a weird one. I saw that. I looked over your shoulder when you when you put that right. up there, and that's a weird one because uh, billionaires are, are are still relatively uh, new. Okay, and famous billionaires are even newer. And um, I think I'd like to see what they do with this fucking money. Okay. So, uh, but I feel like the guy from Braveheart. Steven's my name. Just answer the fucking question. Well, but I, I don't really know, but I, I think that the most entertaining one so far has been uh, uh, Elon Musk. Entertaining. Mm. Entertaining. I'm going to go Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. I, I, I don't know. There's something about it. That just, you know, get a divorce earlier. I mean, you could predict 
you could predict Amazon and what this company could be, but you can't predict that you need a new wife before you hit hundreds of billions of dollars. You know, I swear that is the greatest problem to have when you got that kind of bank that you could get a divorce and it's a mosquito bite. It's not a mosquito bite, but what he did is he stayed the the at that moment when he got a divorce, he was the number one richest person in the world, and his wife was number two. <sighs> That's some money. God damn. Warren Buffett is is an interesting guy because he's he's doing some weird things. I don't know if I would make him a uh, 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 I don't know that he would be my my go to billionaires, but investment wise and 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 letting people in on investments, right? He, they, he's pretty interesting. Uh, going back to actor, man, uh, I'm a. I see. I don't like this because there's comedic actors. There's uh, real Pick actors. Pick one. Robert De Niro. There you go. Listen, whether you pick De Niro, Pacino, Nicholson, DiCaprio, you can't go wrong. You know, I really like De Niro. The only one you can go wrong with is Cadence. Just <laughs> Cadence. <laughs> no, I picked De Niro though because he can do comedy. He can do serious roles. He can right. be. He can, he can be scary. He can be nice. He can be. You know, right. And, and I guess that uh, the remake, that movie that he did with her, it was a remake. Uh, fuck, I'm not gonna. Where he was in prison and he comes out all tattooed. Cape Fear, go, dude. That movie. Uh, Max Katie. And I'm already an older, and I know it's a remake, and I'm an older person at this Max time. Max Katie. And I was still. He he made me scared. Yeah. I was scared. Yeah. Uh, and then you know. Mrs. Gangster, all the stuff that he does. Uh, I, I, how do you not? Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, I was going to say Bill Murray, but he doesn't do serious movies. He does. He does. The only serious movie that he did was Razor's Edge. And uh, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation, but that was kind of a hybrid <gasps> movie. It wasn't serious, serious. Right. All right. Uh, uh, Sheldon Marcotti. Eddie's from Axel to Doolittle. Dear Aries, I really loved when you what you did. I loved when you did on this week. Let's say what? Ten dollar a lot of you. Uh, I like when you did on this week's episode of You People. I could tell that Eddie was a was such a staple in your childhood. Especially your inner child comes out when you talk about him. Especially when you're not jazzed up about Wizards, Eddie. I grew up in the 2000s and kids loved Eddie, especially Daddy Daycare and the Nutty Professor movies. Norbert was so huge when I was in middle school. Dr. Doolittle and Shrek was in everyone in this country's home. Showtime with him and Bobby D was chicken Alfredo with extra noodles. Again, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to stop real quick. Uh, this is where I go Wizards Eddie. That movie to me was, and I know it was a comedy, uh, yeah, not a lot of bang for the buck. Nor what's the name of it again? Norbert. 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 Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. Right. And Doctor Doolittle, not a huge fan. Yeah, Daddy Daycare, not a huge fan. I, at least Daddy Daycare was somewhat humorous, and it's it's held up well. Yeah, but no. Um, when I was a kid, I loved that movie. I saw it in theaters. You have to understand, brother. After Vampire in Brooklyn, that tore his career. It was too gory. No, it wasn't. Um. When David Spade made fun of the movie on SNL, that set him off like Latifah. Uh, and no, David Spade didn't make fun of that movie. David Spade just showed a picture of Eddie and said, look, fallen star. Uh, it made him avoid the show for 20 years. He threatened Spade. So Nutty Professor, Dr. Doolittle, and Shrek were his apology movies. It launched him back. Uh, he took the L so people like Jonah Hill and Jamie Foxx could go outside their genre. Eddie is always about the people. When he talks about race, he does it either in the middle of his set or close to the end. He plays chess. He's smart. That's why he did Life in Between Nutty and Shrek. Uh, I love how he's saying these things. Like he talked to Eddie personally and Eddie told him, these are the facts. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there's something so big in there that he's missing as he goes over this. Okay, so he could give you his 80s. Uh, he's now a devoted family man after nine baby mamas. Tends a charm. Got a toddler with her. Paige take care of his ass. She puts collards in his smoothie. Smoothly, I bet. It's smoothly, brother. Uh, I would say smoothly. By, yeah, you by accident. By accident, because yeah. your tongue slips <laughs> in all different directions. 
when you talk. Um, then white girls don't play when it comes to eating healthy. I dated a white girl my last relationship, and she had me on paleo, and we fucked like DMX and Terrell Hicks. Uh, been eating, been into eating healthy ever since. I do it for the coochie. Anyway, he's trying to be more Kevin Hart now. You need to watch Dolomite with Eddie. Uh, I'm telling you, dog, when you do so, you'll watch it again, but naked with the house shoes on with a fat cigar and brandy and then call your call your booty call that looks like brandy and make it clap like Busta Rhymes. <clears throat> Jesus. Uh, it will put you in the mood when you go to record Spears and Steinberg. You'll wear a Detroit Lions jacket with a giant smile like you lost your virginity. Uh, it's that old Eddie you love. It's the same feeling I get when I see a brother with a fine girl outside our culture in a movie. I put on my dashiki and I flash my Denzel smile. That's some Michael Jackson music vid smoothness. I put up the fist as well and go, yeah, my brother, you get that. Anyway, my guy just wanted to write and write you did. <laughs> uh, blessings to you and Andy. Uh, love the new Spears and uh, Steinberg podcast photo. Remember this season's this season, Eddie's three life rules. Pay your taxes, mind your business. Oh, God, wait a minute. Remember this? You didn't see this? This this uh, clip? It's good. No, I know the clip. Oh, okay. I, I'm trying to read it, how it... Remember this season, Eddie's three life rules. Pay your taxes, mind your business, and keep Will Smith's name out your motherfucking mouth. From Shelly, P.S. Wanda Sykes, Hannibal Barris, Lil Red, Sinbad, Gerard, uh, Gerard Mark Curry and Richard Pryor, when he does movies, are sarcastic black comics, and they do it well. Uh, what did you have? Uh, I was just going to say, you know, uh, have you ever heard that uh, saying, uh, a picture paints a thousand words? Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't paying, he didn't have the ability to send us a picture, so he used 10,000 words to yes. paint that picture. Yes, A lot of, yes. a lot of, a lot of words. But you said he's something lost in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's something really important about this. And I love Eddie. Yeah. I think he's a com com comedically a genius. The movies that One he One of the made, icons. The movies that he made that are in my right. time. Uh, uh, <laughs> trading Places. Uh, uh, 48 Hours. 48 Hours. Hills Cop. All this right. outstanding movies. Right. Then David Spade, who's not a star himself at the at time. Oh. While he's on Saturday Night Live, does the little campy, sarcastic, witty jokes that he did right. on Saturday Night Live and says, oh, falling star. And that puts you into a place that you don't want to be on the show for over 20 years. You want to fight someone. When you're a comic and you've taken shots at people, you're whole, that's the job. Yeah, listen, man. Uh, and, but money, also, you know, money either changes people or makes you more who you are. Uh and listen, I think Eddie's a diva uh, to a degree. You know, when you've been on top for decades, and I and I and I said this before, Eddie's not a serious actor. He's done serious roles, but he's primarily a comedian. But in the world of comedy, he is just as much iconic and a legend and longevity as a De Niro or a Pacino. These guys, I think maybe Pacino, De Niro, more so started in the seventies. But nonetheless, Eddie Eddie came in the 80s. And ever, from the 80s to today, Eddie's still making movies. So, you know, again, he's more comic than he is serious actor. But you got to tip your hat to the fact that from a longevity standpoint, he is every bit the iconic figure of a De Niro, Denzel, and uh, Pacino. Decades, 30, 40 years Eddie's been putting it down. So, and I think that, you know, there's a royalty that comes with that. And, and, and sometimes you, you know, there's a diva attitude and I'm not to be fucked with. I am Eddie, Eddie the Murphy. Somebody pointed that out. They like that. Eddie the Murphy. Eddie the Murphy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So ego. Yeah. That, that, that's the only, I, it's not true. The comics don't have egos. Uh, everybody has an ego. Yeah. But when a when the ego gets the better part of a comic, right? They ceased. They cease to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it, it, it's all about a comedian's job is a perspective from anti ego. Yeah, listen, man. I'm obviously not in that position, but if I ever get there, uh, 
uh, I would like to think I would never do that. I would never do that because to me, when you become that guy, I I think it there's a little bit of rawness comedically that leaves you. In other words, when you buy into your own shit yeah. that you can't take the joke, see the joke, uh, you become the joke. So, but I lo- but I love him. I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. No, I know exactly where you're coming from. Okay. I just don't want I, I just don't want it to be a disrespectful thing. I just think that that's I think that like you said, success breeds this and brings that out. It can bring that out in you more. Right. And it's unfortunate because that was an opportunity to make fun of Spade, not to be mad at SNL, Spade himself. Right. Uh this is what we do. And 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 listen, you know, if I was Spade, I would have been nervous to make the joke only because whenever I think about audio, being in a situation where if somebody in the audience says something to me and I have to say something to them, I imagine what they say to me, then I imagine what I say to them to beat them, but then I imagine what I say to them and where's the opening for them to come back about what I said. Like, you know, punch, counterpunch. And again, as comics, we're the seasoned professionals. So we're supposed to be able to take down regular citizens. Um, Which is to say, nine times out of 10, if a motherfucker heckle you and you're a professional and you're good at what you do, comedy, you're going to shoot him and he's done. But every now and then, you might get a dude who knows how to fire off a little bit. So, um, yeah. Um, forget the point that I was making, but... Uh, yeah, I, I just comedically, I, I just would want to be sharp and equipped. And I think if I, if I bought into my own shit and it took some of the shine of my ability, then yeah, my, the point I was trying to make was if you're Eddie Murphy and that's David Spade and I know I'm David Spade and I go, if it wasn't for Adam Sandler, I wouldn't really work. And a lot of the movies that I've done, Joe Dirt and whatever else, I saw this one movie he did recently where he played a, a child star and a grown, an ex-child star. Yeah, yeah, I know which one. And there was a scene where they were playing poker and with him and other ex-child stars Fucking Mike Brady, yeah. Danny Partridge, uh, 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 my man from Saved by the Bell, Screech. So David, uh, uh, David Cass, somebody else. Anyway, so I'm going, if I'm taking a shot at the king, Eddie Murphy, where are my holes where he can come back at me? I don't have a movie career that he has. So I might want to be careful about taking a shot at the king. But that that's why it was so tongue in cheek. This is a character that, that it was a character that he's basically doing that's making fun of everything that's Hollywood. That's that character that he did on SNL, whatever with the Hollywood something. Right. So it should have been taken as humorous, not in a way like you're Eddie Murphy. You know, I'm not a fallen star. I'm the sun. I, I set and I will rise tomorrow. Right, right, right. You know, right, I right. have more money than you have. I, right. I'm going to continue to make yeah, more money than yeah, you do. Yeah, come back like that. Don't threaten to whoop the guy's ass. And then not to go on SNL and be mad and still hold that grudge. You're Eddie fucking Murphy. Right. But it's when you get like that, it, it, it there's the, there shows the crack in your, in your, in, in your thought. Obviously he feels some way about his career that, that, that would upset you. That's diva shit. But what other way could you feel about your career other than you are the king, nigga? You are one of the goats. You are you, comedically. You're the king. We all follow your template. Listen, I have nothing. I can, I'm not in the same category with, with Eddie Murphy, comedian, his standup, but there's a reason why you're not doing, you won't make the comeback. He's talked about it. You want to, but there's a fear factor that you, you can't get past because you might not be as good as you were at one time. Or, or, or you, or because the expectation is going to be so high. If you don't live up to that, you know what I mean? Then it seems like you failed. Right. But you, I don't know. Comedy is just in a different, I'm in a different place. I have room to, to fuck up as much as I want to. No one cares. Yeah. You know, seriously. So I, I, I don't, I can't understand <sighs> his place, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at Dave. I would love David Spade to say something shitty about me in public. That would be great. <laughs> I might get booked. Uh, incidentally, dude, uh, I forget where I was coming from recently. I was on a flight and Chris Kattan uh, I was already in my seat and he's walking back to his seat. Is something wrong with him? 
like physically it looks yeah, like Yeah, he got in a car accident. He had oh, some Oh, okay. Yeah, he had he had like, he got hurt pretty bad in a car okay. accident. He was he was down and it was unfortunate and I, I don't I want I don't want to talk out of school about someone but he was having some issues some chemical issues. Yeah, that, I'm that's I'm going beyond that. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. the car accident but something but he was having and then you know he got hurt and it was it was bad i think he got put on medication again i don't think i i that what i heard is he might have been on medication again and that kind of right. set him back on his recovery uh-huh. and uh but i i heard a lot of the problem that he's having is mainly from the accident though his oh. walking he still has to take it because his back pain is pretty intense mm. and still has to take medication for it so uh that's what i heard don't know if that's 100 percent true i do know that the accident is 100 percent true all right. Uh, Leroy Furios. Uh, you people and the banker. I noticed that Jonah Hill's character in 22 Jump Street fucked Ice Cube's daughter. Great movie. Hilarious scene. And in you people, Jonah Hill fucked Eddie Murphy's daughter. Hollywood. Ha, ha, ha. This is not Wizards Eddie. This is Bobcat's owner, Eddie. Wizards Eddie was Shrek 2 and Pluto Nash. Uh, phase 3 is this new shit. Dolomite and coming to America today. Uh, also, for the banker, I was just reminded once again that racism is so retarded. Uh, fucking skin color. Damn white supremacy is such little dick activity. One last thing. My stand-up career is going good. I had a great set at DC Comedy Loft, which Andy and I will be at. Uh, and more shows to come. Leroy Furios. Great, man. I'm <clears throat> glad you're doing the comedy. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the phase two, phase three, anything. Uh I don't know that there is a phase three. Uh, he was I, great in Dolomite because it was like, which I have yet to see. The, the gloves were off. He was doing Eddie Murphy. I felt like he was doing. He wasn't doing Eddie Murphy. He got to play a character so that he right. got to go outside of the Disney Eddie. Right. And I don't know that there's a phase two. I think it's Eddie Murphy and then Disney Eddie. I, well, you know, Eddie Murphy, Disney Eddie. Is is where the potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, we're, but we're I mean, I, I would Chicago call it what it Bulls. is. I would call right. it. Yeah, it's Disney. Now I will say it is funny when you because when you mention nigga Pluto Nash <laughs> and Holy Man with Jeff Goldblum, that is Bobcats Eddie in terms of of a, of a record. But okay, uh, but see, listen, what a great problem to have. You've been around so long that you know everything ain't gonna be gold, man. When you that when you stick around that long, everything just can't be gold. Well, and what some people don't understand either is you might get a great script, right? And, Why you keep talking? And you might have, and they might tell you all the people that attached are in it, and who's going to be in it with you. And then you show up on set months later, whatever amount of time later, those people aren't on the movie anymore. The director could have changed, the script changes, and you're left with whatever they give you. A lot of these people think that the movies, no one start. the movie looks good on paper. That's why they made it. Yeah. And and not, and not to mention uh, the check with all them zeros. Yeah, that helps too. Right. Um, I mean, there are some movies that are made to be direct-to-video movies and now direct-to-streaming movies. Right. But, but you, you'd think when you read a script, you, would, you have the ability to go, this is shit. Or yeah. this is great. Well, and if you're Eddie Murphy, you have a pile of scripts, so you can kind of pick one. But I, I also like, now I forget my, my dude's name, uh, Michael, uh, kind of, I don't, I don't know if he's Give British. me some clues. Uh, oh, Michael Kite. Yeah, yeah, Michael Kane. Yeah. I love what he said. I, oh, when, I, when I get a script, or I look at the first page, and I look at the last page, and if my name is in both pages, I do the bloody picture. <laughs> I love that quote. Well, I, I love that. I love it. But then he said also... You know, if I see a movie's in the south of France during the, the you know the best part of the weather, I think it's summertime. He goes, "Yeah, I'm going to go do that movie." Yeah, if there's a movie or <laughs> that's being done, or in the north part of the world where the climate is good, versus uh, being out in the snow, or uh, in Utah, uh, well, I'm going with a better climate. You know, I'm going to do the bloody picture because you you know you really don't know what's going to be made after you do your part, right? So uh, might as well enjoy yourself. If I'm really horny. And there's a woman uh, who it's almost that time of the month, or maybe she's just getting over that time of the month. Uh, but it's an opportunity to fuck. Uh, I fucked a bloody pussy. So, are these the things that you're doing to get more women listeners? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the women that listen to us, they're already committed. Uh, they're, they're loyal cunts. Uh, so, they're not going anywhere. Cunts are dudes in that accent. 
Really? Yeah, because oh, he's he's being such a cunt. I was fucking bloody cunt. Yeah. So it, it, big uh, shout out. It could be a woman, but it's more like B- big shout out to Shamor, uh, Farah, uh, <laughs> CC, or oh, and all the other bloody bitches uh, that listen to this podcast. All right. Um, Ali D. Which I think is a woman. I always forget. I can't remember. Because I always say Ali Wong. <clears throat> you people, episode 438 response. Uh, uh, hi, ANA. As far as you people goes, I kind of like the movie, which doesn't say much because I enjoyed Norbit. I particularly <laughs> like the look on Jonah Hill's face when his parents said something stupid. My biggest issue with the movie was that the character that is Jonah Hill's mom. At first, I was like, okay, this lady says some fucked up stuff but doesn't know any better and means well. Later in the movie, I came to the conclusion that this lady is retarded. Uh, I understand that people like her exist, but it just went too far to where she was almost like a bumbling idiot, which is a shame because I love the actress that plays her. Also, something about a white person saying the culture makes me cringe hard as fuck. I enjoyed Eddie Murphy's character, but felt uh, they could have done much more with the Nation of Islam character that he played. The movie was like a four out of 10 for me. Yeah, that, and, and that's what I was saying. Like, you know, again, tension makes for great comedy. And I felt like there was just missed opportunities uh, with the Muslim Jewish thing. Uh, I thought the mom, and, and Andy disagreed with me, but I thought the mom was a little too much, too fast. I, I thought that felt like a skit, didn't feel real. It felt it felt like a skit, but the, I've seen people that are like that. They they start because they want to do well, then they hear themselves. You know, you know those people that hear themselves in their head, and then they don't stop. They keep going, trying to fix it, right. and it gets worse and worse and worse. I do feel like he overplayed that in the movie. I mean, if that would have been the first time, and then you would have maybe had another time, but not. It, it was every single time, right? Sometimes it would have been great if they, she was just silent and didn't say anything and mm-hmm. at the end just fucked it up a little bit instead of like these over-the-top fucking it ups. But, you know, we don't, again, don't know what was on the cutting room floor. Don't know how they edited it. Don't know why they put it together. Yeah, that way. I, listen, I got quite a few emails basically all with the same vibe that the movie was cool, but it didn't it didn't rock you. You know, and, and again, Eddie Murphy, Titan, comedic Titan, uh, Jonah Hill, Excellent at sarcasm. Uh, funny as fuck. I just think there should have been more. Well, but if you watch uh, Blackish and uh, Black as Fuck, yeah. th- that's kind of the, 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 the style that he uses is to show the uncomfortability. And it works well in a 30-minute or... That's what I said. Yeah. So, but in a movie, <clears throat> a movie, come on, man, give us the gangbusters. Uh, Lamar Logan, the more you know. Uh, Dear Mr. Spears and Mr. Steinberg, uh, did you know that the LGBT community created a version of the King's, King James Bible? It's called the Queen James Bible. In the first book of Genesis, it was written that God, non-binary, created Adam and O. Steve. Oh, was this an O. Steve attempt? Or know. was this authentic? Cheers, the party wolf. Adam and O. Steve. I think he's being uh, honest yeah, about the yeah, first yeah. part, but then he just threw an O. Steve in there. I don't know if he's being honest, but I think it's pretty funny. Because if it, that would have worked. because Yeah, that would have worked, right. Yeah, because it's Adam and Steve. Yeah. Not Adam and Eve. <clears throat> Lamar, follow up with us. That would have been let good. Us know we we might have fucked that one up. But see, no, but but see, here's the thing that, well, okay. Because Queen James Bible, is he being funny? Yeah. So this was probably an O. Steve attempt. Yeah. It would have it worked as an O. Yeah, Steve. it would have. It would have. Dude, I think we just, we, we fucked you up. Yeah, no, well, he fucked us up. Well, because he should have put that this is a old Steve at the top or something. Right. Give us a little. You had us look right down the barrel of a loaded gun. And it went off. And, and you see what off. happens when you don't fucking put your guns away right. Put the safety, nigga. <laughs> should have gave us a safety. All right. <clears throat> Aldo Rodriguez. Uh, episode talking out of the side of your neck, part two. Hello, ANA, long time listener, first time emailer. Just wanted to say I was so happy when Vince came on the show and finally shut up and cooked Andy and his flip-flop takes on race. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. Keep up the great content, guys. $10, a lot of money. Me and my stepdad use y'all punchlines in our day-to-day and listen weekly. Love OnlyFans Aldo. 
P.S. Good looking out with the Gemstar pictures and the Instagram DMs. Wowzers. Okay, what was that guy's name? Aldo Rodriguez. So where? Where did where was I gotten? I love how someone says, I got we got so many uh takes on that episode. Uh-huh. And th- this guy, you, you, Aldo. I've been well. Tell me where, because no one else really, not many people picked up on what you picked up on. <clears throat> I'd like to know where. As I, a matter of fact, a uh, nice number of people sided with Andy. So, why not? You know, a lot of people say that I don't. I don't always give my uh, where, my where my. Now I forgot the words even. My references that I'm not giving <clears throat> out my references. I, I mean, I read it and I say it. I, I can't remember fucking half the name, so I'm going to give out references. But. Uh, you you had me because you could have told me where I was fucking cooked, but you didn't give out not only a recipe, you didn't give out where to get the recipe. I don't think you saw what everybody else could you get back to get follow back, up, get back to your fucking shit and try to come up with something. <laughs> if, if you're going to write out, and, and it, was, it wasn't a short email either. It wasn't long, but it wasn't short, and so you couldn't have done better than that. Now me. Listen, you go back into your room, you bust out your uh, whatever you listen to your uh, podcast on. I'm sure it's on a friend's something because I think you have to borrow a lot of shit, dude. Uh, Go listen to that again and then come back with where I got cooked. All right. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Uh, Delisha, right hook reject. Uh, Hi, Aries and Andy. I hope. All is well for you guys. I'm a female listener playing catch up on past episodes. Well, welcome, bitch. Uh, I've had one email read on the podcast a while back. I'm currently on the email uh, on the episodes where Right Hook Reject was getting his shine. <clears throat> when you read, almost made it. Oh my God, I was almost there. <laughs> Shit. All right, down, Louis, down. You mean literally or just down? <laughs> All right. uh, I'm currently I was getting a shot When you read his wife's email And he said he needs to call someone Whose name ends in Isha I felt immediately attacked Because my name is Delisha LOL And let me tell you something The minute her mouth forms the motion to spit My brother better call me immediately LOL I live in PA And see that you guys will be in Pittsburgh Later this year Although Baltimore is closer to me My question is Is there a showtime day in your weekend that you would recommend over another. I love when people ask me uh, this question as though the cocaine changes. The product is the product, baby. It's going to always be potent. Don't even worry about it. Um, Last thing, when I listen to the podcast, I feel like my sister sneaking and listening to her brother and his foul mouth friends talking. You guys crack me up. You're my favorite podcast. Keep being great. Delisha. Thank you, baby. And we always welcome a new VJJ. To the to the treehouse. You know what I mean? So thank you, baby. I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're taking your time. I'm glad you fucking started from the beginning. At a girl. Um, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're gonna have Shamor get ready to make you a bitch badge uh holder. You want me to shoot this nigga big daddy? <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome, sweetie. Thanks for coming out. I'm glad you joined the game. But yes. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to listen all the way in the back. You can listen to current. I think you're listening to current Do ones not anyway. Listen to because this the reason white I think man. you're listening to current ones is because you already know where we're going to be, and you already got an email read, and you know that you got an email read. So that meant you listened to a Look current here, episode. Sister. <clears throat> don't listen to this hunky sister. <laughs> it's your black king talking to you. I think you are listening to it the right I way. I think she is. No, well, no, no. I, I think she's doing partly what you said too. Because you're right. How else would she? That's that's why you should listen to it. No. Current episodes, go back and catch up. Mm. Meet in the middle. Uh, I think I got time for one more. Uh, should I dare I do it? Uh, all right, we haven't heard from my guy in a while. Tears in the bedroom. Coach <laughs> <clears throat> K, cabin nightmare. Yo, A&A was good. Andy and Aries decided to vacation at the cabin after a year-long stand-up tour. Oh, I think this is a scenario. Okay. Okay. Andy and Aries decide to vacation at the cabin after a year-long stand-up tour. As they arrive at the cabin and check in, they decide to order steaks and end up drinking one too many drinks. At 2 a.m., Aries and Andy are asleep. Uh, 
Violent knocks shake their cabin and erupt their precious sleep. Both Andy and Aries argue with one another about who will answer the door. The knocks stop for about five minutes. Aries and Andy go back to sleep. Aries uh, lets out an orgasmic fart just a bit outside as he whispers in his sleep. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) The knock starts again. Both wake up and argue again about who will answer. Andy decides, fuck, I'll answer the door, the damn door. An hour goes by and Aries is in a deep sleep, but sudden pounding rumbles Aries' bed frame. Aries decides to wake up and see that Andy is missing. He's not in any rooms. Aries keeps hearing the thunderous pounding. He eventually finds Andy tied up with a sock in his mouth. Gemma gives Aries an ultimatum. She says, in order for your friend here to live, you have to give up how you feel about me. Oh, Andy's a dead motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I heard how you've talked about me. I ain't no hoe. Why you disrespect me on your podcast? Aries responds, baby, I respect you and never once uttered bad word about you. Ask Andy. He'll tell you. Gemma is angry and gives Aries an opportunity to clear the air and make things right, but Aries doesn't comply. Gemma is about to snap and says, Andy will be in the afterlife if you don't give up how you feel about me. She tells Aries all along that she's been into Andy and wants to have sex with him. This shocks Andy, Aries, and saddens him. So what choice will Aries make? Will Aries give up how he feels about Gemma in order for Andy to be saved? Or will Aries stick to his uh, intuition and keep his feelings alive about Gemma as he always has. Um, yeah, Andy gone. Uh, <laughs> but here's where you fucked up. Coach, you got to make it spicy on the other end too. You got to create the conundrum. Of course, I will give Andy's life up to be with her. Uh, but at the same time, you should have made it so that if I, if I, if I, let him live, then she's with him. So which is more painful? No, or she just, you just have to watch her fuck me. Yeah, I have to watch her fuck Andy. Actually, uh, she should fuck me before she kills me just to show you that you need to get over it. Wow, and then I kill you both. And we're already in the woods, so it's the perfect place for murder. But see, murder. that's the other thing. He put us in the woods. I'm not staying in the woods. I'm not either, nigga. I need, I need like a giant <clears throat> W or a Marriott. Or Hell, a- holla, <laughs> nigga. The woods. Nah, yo. <laughs> as soon as he started, I start. I, I couldn't help but think about Burt Kreischer's that that cabin sh- series they did, and right. Bobby Lee was on there, and they right. were all naked in the cabin. In the cabin, yeah. See, and so that I can't no. Yeah. You, you put us in the wrong place. Yeah, uh, there it is. Colch, good to hear it from you again. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, you know, <laughs> yourself. That, we just Andy and I did that at the same fucking time. We weren't even looking at each other. We just both instinctively went. See. That is magic to worthy. No look. He's coming. He's fucking coming. I see the slave ship in the distance. <laughs> the niggas are here. <laughs> the Dude, auction when, is about to when I don't think you could find anything worse. You fucking dig it up, man. <laughs> you went and you said, look, look, look what I can do. Oh, my God. All the colonizers are waiting by the piers. And they're going, we buying niggas. And the slave ship is coming. You know what I mean? Niggas for sale. And it is Black History Month. This is the first time we even brought up that it was Black History Month. And I mentioned niggas in chains. Damn. See how you are. All right, give out some dates. Uh, (sighs) Guys, again, we are in Virginia Beach this week. Not that you care because it's already over. Uh, But we had a good time here. So far, it was a good time. Two shows tonight. The first show I think is going to be sold out. Uh, but we're in Albany next week. You're you're going you're listening. Is to it this. only three shows? Uh, no, Albany's four. We're going to be uh, there. I'll, 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 I'll say it with me. Albany, not Albany. Okay, all right. Albany. Real quick, say the basketball player that plays for the Seventy Sixers with the cornrows. Allen Iverson. All right. See, you said it smooth. Now I don't. Sometimes I have too much going on in there. All right. It's a very limited your, amount of space. Your brain is a mosh pit, nigga. It's a, 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 a <laughs> mosh pit, nigga. 
the words are clanging up against each other in a violent mud mosh pit. You know, sometimes I go home after the show and I'll say the name of the people that I was thinking of, and I, it, it kills me. It, it it bothers me so much, but there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, I wish I would have been a stutter. A stutter would have been great on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. How you stutter and trying to remember? You stuttering and you don't even know what you're stuttering about. I'm mentally stuttering, oh, okay. you know, right now, but Got verbally you. it would have been Got great. You. Okay. So we're going to be at Albany Funny Bone. Uh, that is February 17th and 18th. You're listening to this the day before. Get You still got time to get a ticket. Go over there. Uh, Denver Improv, the 24th through the 25th. Aries and I are going to be at the Denver Improv, February 24th and 25th. I think we're going out a day early just to go check yes. out some other stuff. Remind me of that, too. Yeah, going to go. Your, your boy's out at uh, uh, a different comedy club out there at the uh, Jay Moore. Uh, we're going to be at uh, March 3rd through the 4th, Cincinnati, Funny Bone, uh, which is actually in Liberty Township, and we'll be there 3rd and 4th of March. Syracuse, Funny Bone, the 10th and 11th of March. That's three shows, right? That's no, no. That one's the That's four, too? Yeah, it's Omaha that's the three shows. I hate the four shows, man. Just get, put the fucking six in the book. Yeah, well... I like when you, that's you, less merch money. Yeah, you know, you know why I like I like a Thursday or Sunday show because that you know to to that to the uh, person who wrote in that said what is the best night, you know Saturdays are always really good. Fridays are good. Late show can be a little weird depending on what goes on, but the if you ever want to go to a show and you're not interested in it being necessarily, it's always going to be funny, but. Those Thursdays more experimental. Is more experimental. That's it. Thursday yeah. and Sundays is when you can roll out some new material. You have fun with the crowd. So usually, uh, so I miss the, having a Thursday or Sunday show because it seems like you know you just doing. If you had to choose one Thursday or Sunday, I I like Sunday shows usually unless we're in the South. Ooh. Uh, Sunday shows in the South are rough because I don't know. They're like people went to church earlier that day and then they're at a comedy club show and it's not as good. Uh, Thursdays, I do like Thursday shows because if you really want to go out and have a good time, the only day you have is Thursday. Usually it's comedy people. That's what's fun about Thursdays and Sundays. But if you had to pick one, commit, goddammit. <sighs> For personal reasons, I'd rather do Thursdays. So because you want to get home. home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Omaha Funny Bone. That's the three show weekend. Uh, Andy will be there. Uh, we don't know. Andy uh, will be there. I don't think so. 17th and 18th of March. Uh, and then the big ones that just got announced that we were uh, obviously excited about all shows, but Miami Improv, one of a really <laughs> fun show. Great ownership. Oh, boy. Great ownership. Hello, America. 24th, 25th, and 26th will be there in March. Do you know? Would I give to an Hispanic woman in Miami? No. A penis colada. <laughs> I wasn't expecting penis colada. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, right? that was pretty good. Uh, March, March 30th through uh, April 2nd, we're going to be at LOL in San Antonio. Also a fun club. The gayest stage in America. Yeah, at the beads. It's really good for uh, the, for the uh, the drag show night. Yes, it, and it, and it, I get at least two good jokes out of that stage with the beads. So there it is. It, it, you know what club is fun to work when it doesn't work. Uh, the ceilings are too high. It's too boxy. Yes. It does. But when it's still and and you still get great laughter out of room. That's when you know whatever it defied the rules. It broke the rules. Yes. It still is a good club. And so yes. I, I like that LOL club. Uh. And that's why I love uh, Stress Factory. Yeah. The low ceilings, low the fucking ceilings. brick wall, the phone. It is just, it's the last of the old school clubs. And it's and even though you don't go downstairs, it's actually kind of a basement. It is lower. Yes. And it has has that smell. The, yes. The comedy club. It's, it's, that, it's that 80s. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, man. I, that's, I, we don't have Stress Factory back on there yet, though, do we? No. Need to, we, that I want to be back over there. I like I like that. Club. And that's your neck of the woods anyway. That's your. That's your. That's our. But you know, you it, get to go. You get to drive to work, and then go home after your Sunday show and lay in your bed. Yeah. I got to fly five fucking hours back to the West Coast, cuz. But you're from there. Yes. Yeah. Exit nine. There you go. Yeah. All right, man. I'm Cali bound now, cuz. <laughs> Them niggas in the court. <laughs> All right. All right. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face to face? No, I don't, I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. You mean it? Nope. <laughs> That's crazy. Look! You can get a doggy style, you can get Ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get to say. Got it?